0: You're listening to the DCC Sermon Podcast. Let's join in for this week's message. If you've got your Bibles, turn to John chapter 6. And like I said, you are not here on accident. If you've been struggling... If there's things going on in your life that you just seem like you can't get over the hump, that seems like it's been coming against you, if maybe your fire went out or if maybe... I don't know what's going on, but what I'm telling you is is you're here for a reason today. You may need a healing in your body. You may be needing uh, uh, to believe for something. listen. I want to encourage you to start believing, having faith for something that scares you. Not for something that you can do, but something that you can't do that is only going to be God if it happens. Come on, are you hearing what I'm saying? Hallelujah. John chapter six, verse 26. Jesus answered them and said, truly, truly, I say to you, you seek me, not because you saw signs but because you ate of the loaves and were filled do not work for the food which perishes but for the food which endures to eternal life which the son of man shall give to you for on him the for him for on him the father even god has set his seal They said, therefore, to him, what shall we do that we may work the works of God? It's very important. What shall we do that we may work the works of God? Jesus answered and said to them, this is the work of God that you believe in him whom he has sent. That you believe in him whom he has sent. That's the work of God. Now, you may say, how does that even make sense? Well, here's the deal. They all sought after Jesus for temporary satisfaction because their bellies were satisfied. Come on, they were hungry. And they sought after Jesus because what they could do, what he could do for them on a temporary Basis. Jesus is always, listening, trying to get us to the next level. Always. Jesus said, this is the works of the Father, is you believe. It's your belief. It's the one thing that I've noticed over 30 years of ministry, is that possessing God's promises and doing His will has to become a transformed mindset. There has to be a transformation in our mindset and in our thinking. See, in uh, Hebrews chapter 4 and 2, it says the word that they heard did not profit them because it wasn't United with faith. In other words, they didn't mix the word and faith together and it didn't profit them nothing. I'm telling you right now, I've heard preachers stand up and be preaching and memorize scripture and say absolutely nothing because it wasn't mixed with faith. I'm talking about ministers of the gospel for years and just speak a bunch of words, but they ain't got no faith. Come on. And it just drives me nuts. Listen, the transformation that takes place is over time. And it's, we hear it, then a test comes, and then faith grows. And then our belief is solidified. Come on, we hear the word, then a test comes, and then faith, come on, see what works and what doesn't work. Everybody in here got a, on a job that does something, and listen, you don't just keep doing something that doesn't work. When something starts breaking, you stop, and you go, hey, well, wait a minute, this ain't working, and you regroup, right? Right? Our faith is the same way. Our walk with Christ is the same way. We're always working on it. We're always trying to get to a better level. Your skill set as a craftsman goes from helper to, come on, craftsman to foreman, general foreman, superintendent, general, come on. Christianity is the same way. It's the exact same way. See, this is the transformation that the devil is terrified of. And you got to write that down. The devil's terrified of my belief system being transformed because that's the work. It's tearing down darkness and shining light into dark areas. The devil does not want your belief system and your faith growing because it tears down his system of fear and doubt and worry. Come on. Does that make sense? Only believe. If you can believe. Jesus was saying over and over, if you can believe, nothing is impossible. If you can believe, nothing is impossible. Jesus was always saying, be it done to you according to your Always. So how important is our belief system? And this is the work. See, fleshly emotions need, fleshly emotion and needs are temporary satisfactions. And that's what God's trying to get us out of. Our belief system is eternal. Our belief system is so powerful that it will totally transform your entire life. Totally, totally change it. It's supernatural. And that is what we need to be hungry for. And that's what the devil is so absolutely scared of. What is faith? What is faith? See, that's what we're after is a greater faith, right? Faith is the very nature of, of God. Faith is the very Word of God. Faith is what moves supernaturally through our entire body when we begin to believe we get this divine favor that begins to move through our entire being and it begins to change every facet of our life. It begins to move and it begins to heal. It begins to cut away the things that are trying to come against us. It Faith, faith is the, Hebrews 11, 1, faith is the very substance of, of things hoped for. Faith doesn't need anything except for you to believe. Come on. You give a man, you give a carpenter wood, nails, and a hammer, he's going to build you a box. Why? Because he's got the material. You give my sister some material and cloth and she can make you a blanket. Why? Because she's got the material. She's got the knowledge to do that. Here's what faith does. Faith can take... (laughs) Faith is the substance of things hoped for, right? God, through his word... Faith is the very ideal, the very word, the very thoughts and actions of God that move through us. Come on, get this. That formed something out of nothing. God, out of faith, spoke the world into being. And it was. God took nothing and made something hung it out there in nothing, spun it, and it's still spinning today. And doing exactly what he's called it to do and spoke it into being years and years and thousands of years ago, God spoke light and light's been happening ever since because he spoke it, come on, now that same creativity and that same faith is what's moving through your body to change you from nothing into something that God, come on, called you to be. God wants more for you than you want for you because until you understand and believe that nothing is impossible with God. And so we've got people who are struggling in churches because they're being led by a bunch of sheep that have no faith. And they, well, I don't know why God. What do you mean? What do you mean you don't know? The word tells us right here. Well, God works in mysterious ways. No, he gave it the instruction manual right here. This is the instruction manual. And our life proves the will of God. But we have to allow it to transform our mind. Come on, look in Romans 12. I I struggle with... The ideal that God doesn 't speak anymore that god doesn 't just do the miracles like He did before that god, that all that died out with the apostles and oh we don 't want to get people 's hopes up and get them believing for too much, and then it not happened it ain 't going to happen if you got that mindset because you you 're speaking. Oh, God can do it, but I just don't. You just negated everything of faith and nothing will ever happen. Listen, when we came back to Dayton, Texas in 1999, we had nothing. When I say we had nothing, we didn't have nothing. And the truck we were driving, they were looking for to take it so we would really have nothing. And the repo people couldn't find us. We had nothing but faith. So what you're sitting in, what you drive through, what you drive past, what's going on around you is Hebrews 11.1. Now, faith is the substance of things not seen. But you didn't know for 20-something years prior to 1999 and 2000, we had been speaking a ranch into being. Come on. God can make something out of nothing. Romans. But listen you got to transform your thinking because the enemy is going to try and come and steal your faith and rob you and kill your faith. Come on. And you not receiving your healing, not receiving your, the promises. Come on. Romans 12, 1. Look what it says. I urge you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies a living and holy sacrifice acceptable to God which is your spiritual service of worship and do not be conformed to this world but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what the will of God is. So if a leader is going well I don't really know get another leader. Come on. Because they, we, are, we are to be proving the will of God. He doesn't have to know everything. He just has to be honest enough to go, I'll get back with you. Come on, are y'all with me in here? That you may prove what the will of God is, that which is good, acceptable, and perfect. Now listen, the word present, it means to aim. It means to point. It means to direct. Listen, we've got to aim at it, point at it, keep directing our lives toward it. We got to be present. We got to show up. Come on. Listen, holy sacrifice. It says, and be a holy sacrifice. Now don't get all, ooh, It means to set apart. Just set yourself apart and say, okay, I'm gonna aim at this. This is where I'm going. I'm willing to be transformed in my thinking and in my mind process to go your way. That's what it means. I'm gonna devote myself to knowing what the word says. I'm gonna devote myself to transforming my mind to faith in God that nothing's impossible. Come on, even in the times which we live. This is the greatest time for us to be alive. When there's so much confusion going on in the world, we are the last people to be confused, right? We're the last ones because we've devoted ourselves to set ourselves apart to aim at, to point ourselves. Come on. And then it says, do not be conformed to this world. Don't fashion yourself alike. Listen, in, the, in our society, our culture is trying to get us to form to their way of thinking. We can't. We can't go down that road. Why? Because we're aiming at God's perfect will, what's good, acceptable, and perfect. Right? So we're having to aim at that. And so everything the world's trying to get us to conform to, we cannot. We cannot. We will not fashion ourselves like that culture. Come on. There has to be a transformation, a metamorphosis to change into different physical form, especially by supernatural means. That's what it means in our appearance and our character. Let me tell you, I can't tell you how many times I've seen a lot of y'all and your countenance changed when you met Jesus. Just total transformation. I'm like, wow. Total transformation. Then look what the word prove means. Try, test, examine, discern what is good, what is acceptable, and what is perfect. Come on. Listen, that word holy sacrifice also means thing sacrificed. There's going to be times in your life when you're not wanting to do what's right, not to conform, not to present. Not Come on. And, but you are that thing that says, hey, God, I'm yours now. I'll, that thinking has got to change. That way of life has got to change. I can't conform. Come on. See, when we read and study the word, at some point an exam is coming, an examination's coming to see if we've learned what we've heard, what we've devoted our time to, what we're fashioned in ourselves to. Listen, a test is coming to see if we've got the character and we've changed. Come on. See, God has never intended for us to come up to the front, say a prayer throw it neutral, and coast up into the great by and by. In the sweet by and by. That's just not how it works. Look in Judges chapter 3, verse 1. I find this so amazing that after Joshua went in and was conquering the promised land, this is what God told him. Now these are the nations which the Lord left to test Israel by them. This is all who had not experienced any of the wars of Canaan, only in order that the generations of the sons of Israel might be taught war. Those who had not, those who had not experienced it formally... Those who did not know, those who did not discern, those who did not experience, God never wanted us not to have an exam. God left some of the enemy so that they would know how to fight. And I can't tell you how many times since 2020 I've heard, like a bunch of sheep, like a bunch of sheep. I mean, everybody just put their mask on, just walked around, stood on their dot, stand behind the plexiglass. And they're still doing it. We got a stinking balloon floating over our whole country <laughs> that should have been shot down in Alaska. <clears throat> <laughs> bad, 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 bad. Come on, people, we ain't sheep. We are led by the line of the tribe of Judah. He always said when when his people were sinning, when they had lack of faith, when they weren't faithful, when they weren't proving his word and they were being oppressed by government and religious leaders, he said, my people are like sheep without a shepherd. In other words, he was saying, "My people are bah bah, and there's no leadership." That's where we are. And the title of this message is if if you are. If you are. If you are what? If you are a son and a daughter of the Most High God. Because that's what we are, sons and daughters. So, we got to quit conforming to the world and all the confusion, the gender confusion. Listen, it's simple. We can't keep going down that road. And we can't keep going down the road of a lack of faith that nothing is impossible with God. We can change, we can make a difference. Come on, we just have to remember and experience. Listen, when transformation takes place, it changes our very character and our very nature. That's why you can't come to God and come in, say a prayer, sit down, and remain in that same fallen state. You can't do it. It's impossible. It's impossible because it demands a change. See, you'll never know you have authority and power till you try, till you try it and see it working. Listen, we all come to Christ. We're all going to fail, and we're all going to fall short. You hear me. We all fail. We all fall short. But let me tell you something. If you'll learn from your failures and you'll get up when you fall down, you'll never lose. You'll never lose. Because we're all going to fail and we're all going to fall. But let me tell you something. We'll never lose as long as we keep getting up and as long as we keep going towards God. Come on. John Luke 10, 19 says, Behold, I've given you authority to tread upon serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall injure you. Nevertheless, do not rejoice in this that the spirits are subject to you but rejoice that your names are recorded in heaven. Only believe so only believe in Jesus. Come on. He gives us that authority to tread upon snakes and scorpions and then for everybody that doesn't get it when he uses the metaphor of snakes and scorpions, the devils and the demons, he says, okay, and over all the powers, what does John 10, 10 tell us? The thief comes to kill, steal and destroy, right? Right? We have the power over that thief. We just have to speak it. Believe. Have faith. Come on, are you with me? Listen, he wants us to be confident, not cocky. There's a huge difference. See, confident bears fruit of peace of mind. It bears fruit of joy of the Lord and the fruits of the Spirit. It gives glory to God. See, and that's what he said. Don't rejoice that the demons are subject in your name to my name, but rejoice that your name is written in the book of life. In other words, be confident that I gave you authority over the demons, but rejoice that your name... See, that's what gives confidence in his word gives glory to him. As sons and daughters, come on. And it proves thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Come on, see how that works? See, we come to Christ and believe that he is, and then the transformation begins to take place in the form of experience. And that proves the will of God and fulfills the mandate that has been on man from the very beginning. Come on, that we be fruitful and that we multiply. Come on, does that make sense? Hebrews 11, one, now faith is the substance of things hoped for. See, faith is the material that something can come out of Nothing. And listen, no enemy can stop it. Come on, I want to drive that point home. Because if we don't get that point driven home, then what you start speaking, listen, if you're not allowing the transformation to take place in your life, of your mind, of your thought process, come on, in your character, and your nature, it's going to be hard to prove the will of God. Because you can't live with one foot being conformed in the world and one foot trying to be, come on. You can't do it. That's true. it. Won't happen. You won't have power. All you're going to do is confuse more and more people and you're going to be hired out by the devil every time. <laughs> no peace. John 13, 12. Truly, truly, I say to you, a slave is no greater than his master, neither is one who is sent greater than the one who's sent him. See, part of the mindset that has to be changed is we're now in the ministry of service. Touching ministry. It's never been about just sitting and just coming to church and leaving and doing nothing. The whole concept that Jesus put forth is servant. Because let me tell you, there is nothing that changes your life more than when you touch ministry. That's why we encourage you to go to the orphanage. That's why we encourage you to serve around here. It doesn't matter what it's doing. Serving. I'm telling you, touching ministry changes your life. Being in the grocery store, and when you feel like, hey, that person, that person need, meet that need and watch what happens. It'll change your life more than it'll change that person's. You just never know. Jesus washes the feet of the disciples at the Last Supper. He's driving home a point. Serve. Faith and belief is always going forward. It's always going forward. One thing that I've seen in being around people in a professional sports and successful businessmen and women is that there's a whole different mentality and attitude. It's a whole different line of thinking. And the whole, different, the whole attitude and the line of thinking is how do we get the team going forward? It's not about them. It's about the team going forward. It's about the whole business. It's about the company. It's about what? How can I facilitate my area to make the whole thing work? Come on. That's how you move a business forward all the time. That's how you move a team forward all the time. It takes everybody. Listen, and here's the deal. That whole different mentality and attitude is is how do I get around this obstacle right now? Because we're all faced with obstacles. There's no company, no team that doesn't come up against obstacles. And you've got to be able to navigate around obstacles. And the devil is always throwing obstacles at your faith and your belief system, always. Always. And so we have to learn and have an attitude that, hey, I, I'm going to get around this. I'm going to get around it. Listen, they always have an attitude and a vision for tomorrow's successes. You've got to have an attitude and a vision for tomorrow's successes where you're at right now. You say, I just don't feel like I've got... No, no get a vision for tomorrow and come on. See, we as believers have to have the confidence of being sons and daughters and the attitude of a servant. That's how you keep it all in perspective. We are sons and daughters, but yet we're servants. And that's what gives glory to God. See, and that transformation has to take place in the renewing of our minds, and it's always going to give way to, con- to joy and contentment. Come on, I've never seen nothing like it. We live in a society that's just bored all the time. How many times your kids come up to you and say, "I'm bored." Ha? How- Get your gloves. Come on. Put your rubber boots on, get your gloves. Come on. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Go clean toilets. What? what do you mean you're bored? I guarantee you, you start telling clean the toilets, they get busy real quick. <laughs> See, the joy is knowing our place and position and having now faith. Come on. Now faith. Faith to believe for something and you ain't got the ability you have nothing but faith. Come on, believe for something that you can't accomplish on your own. See, it gives us the confidence to speak to the mountain, the giants that we face because they are subject to the name of Jesus. Yet, we have the attitude that I must decrease, that he must increase. And as that faith, listen, as faith is moving through our entire body, we begin to decrease. And then we we begin to think like God, we begin to speak like God, and we begin to act and do things according for the kingdom of God that brings thy, then we become ambassadors. Come on, it's all in the word. That's how you become an ambassador that everything you say is backed up by heaven. Come on, are y'all with me? Do you want your words backed up by heaven? I do because I'm speaking to mountains and I'm speaking to giants and I need them to move and I can't have them move unless heaven's backing me up. Oh, come on. Y'all see what I'm talking about here? We got things that we need to move and we got giants that need to die. We need the mindset and the attitude that that thing's going, that that giant's dying because I'm a son and a daughter of the Most High God and it's standing in my way for me getting what God's called me to have. Because trust me, God wants way more for you than what you want for you. And there's always going to be a mountain or a giant in the way of what God really has for you. Just how it is. Deeper faith in Jesus is is we decrease and he increases. John the Baptist said it in John 3, 30. He must increase, but I must decrease. Even John knew it. He said it. Matthew 3 Verse 11, as for me, John says, I baptize you with water for repentance, but he who is coming after me is mightier than I, and I am not fit to remove his sandals, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire, and his winnowing fork is in his hand. Now, I'm telling you right now, You may not like to talk about the Holy Ghost and fire, but I'm telling you right now, you need the fire and you need the Holy Ghost. You need the fire to purify all them stupid thoughts and you need the Holy Spirit, come on, to lead you there. And let me tell you, Jesus is standing there with his winnowing fork saying, come on through the threshing floor because I'm going to clean you up and you're going to... See, we've missed that. We need to start telling people when they come up to say the prayer, hey, you're fixing to go through the fire. And then after you go through the fire, you're going through the winnowing fork. And he's going to sift you like wheat. But what's going to remain is going to be amazing. It's going to be unbelievable. And you're going to have the thoughts and you're going to have the very character and the very nature that proves thy will be done on this earth. You're going to be the ambassador for the kingdom of God. Come on, is anybody in here? Yes, Lord. Look what happens. Matthew 3, verse 15. Then after he was baptized, said, then he permitted him. John permitted, John didn't want to baptize him, but he did. And after being baptized, Jesus went up immediately from the water. And behold, the heavens were opened, and he saw the Spirit of God descending as a dove and coming upon him. And behold, a voice out of heaven saying, This is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. The servant is no greater than the master, right? We just read it. Jesus was baptized. And that's why around here, when you come to Jesus, it's not a finish line. It's the starting line. And for so long, we conformed to a Christian culture that made coming to Jesus the finish line and waiting to get into heaven. That ain't the case. Mm -hmm. And we leave out this whole absolute finished revelation that when Jesus come out of the water and Jesus... I mean, everybody's standing around. Some people heard thunder and lightning, and, uh, but this is my son in who I'm well pleased. And then the very next thing in verse 15, then he, it says, and after being baptized, Jesus went up immediately from the water and he says that I've been well pleased and then in chapter 4 look let me turn there because you've got to see this because if you don't see this you won't understand what's been happening Matthew 4 then Jesus was led up verse 1 By the Spirit. Who led him? The The Holy Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by who? In other words, the test comes. Here comes the test. What is the test if you are? Come on, this got to be... This has got to sink down inside of you. And this is what's going to change your life. Because I'm telling you, you've been coming to church, and you've been coming to church, and some things haven't been changing. Some things that you've been struggling with and you've been going through and half the time, listen, you've had a mindset, you've done something wrong. You've had a mindset that God's mad at you. Maybe God don't love me anymore or maybe I just don't have enough faith or just it's always something's wrong. What's wrong is, is you haven't had the mindset that you're now in the fire and the winnowing fork of if you are. You're in a process. Look. And after he had fasted 40 days, 40 nights, he then became hungry and the tempter came and said to him, if you are the son of God, When you come to Jesus, you become a son and a daughter of the Most High God. And the devil's always coming, going, if you are. Jesus heard God say, this is my beloved son in who I'm well pleased Come on, he said, this is my son in who I'm well pleased. And the first thing the enemy comes and asks him, well, if you are, if you are, come on, are you? How many times do we cave when the test comes? How many times? How many times? and then we go around the mountain one more time. Come on, everything in the Bible is symbolic of our walk with Christ. When they came out of Egypt, Egypt is a symbol of the world that we were conforming to, the world that was pushing us down, the world that was oppressing us, the world that, come on, we come out of that And then we start going through the Red Sea, the baptism, and we come out on the other side into the wilderness, into learning about God. Come on, are y'all with me in here? And as we learn about God, it's only 11 days to the promise. But when we don't get it and we ignorant, We have to take another trip around the mountain before we get the promise. Come on. God's trying to transform our thinking to be sons and daughters so that we can go and possess the promises. But when we want to hang on to the world, when we want to hang on, oh, it was so much better in Egypt. But you were slaves in Egypt being oppressed in Egypt, but yet we want to go back because we haven't transformed our thinking like Joshua and Caleb out of three million people that left the world to possess the land. Let that sink in for a minute. What did Jesus say? Narrow is the way. I'm not telling you this ain't going to be hard. I'm not telling you you ain't going to have to give up something. I ain't telling you this ain't going to be work. I'm telling you it's going to be work. And yeah, you're going to have to give something up. You don't have to give up fun. You don't have to give up joy. Come on. You ain't got to give up peace. Come on, it's like that little doll, that that picture of Jesus, you know, wanting the little girl's uh, rabbit. And behind his back is a bigger one. He's willing to swap this menial for something so much better. If we could just get the mentality that Jesus is for us, and that all we have to do is believe. That's the work of God. That's how simple it is. Because people come to me all the time I don't know what my calling is. I don't know what my purpose is. I don't know what I'm gonna do. Believe. That's how simple it is. Believe. And then start touching ministry, start serving, start doing. Get your hands on something. What are you believing for? Belief. Trust me. There's nothing more exciting than believing for something that scares you. That you don't even know how you're going to facilitate it. I can give you a million reasons why it's not a good idea to build houses and put people in them to put other kids in them. I I can give you a bunch of reasons. Because I'm going to have to do background checks. How am I going to forward all that? How am I going to, you know, I mean, there's going to be more responsibility and more crazy people that come. And then what about if they're bad? And what about if they're... Where are you gonna get all the money? Who's gonna put all this and who's gonna... I can give you a million reasons. And a lot of them got dollar signs in front of them. But I'm telling you, I see a complex. Let let me just speak this. I haven't spoke this, but I'm just telling you, there, there, there may be a couple of people that know this, but I'm telling you, I see a complex. I see the kids from orphanage living there, and I see them working and doing and touching ministry. I see them smiling. I see them happy. I see them having moms, and I see them having a dad. I see them having a dog. They can have Ziggy. (laughs) Ziggy will be down there most of the time. Come on. And if that doesn't scare you or make you uncomfortable, then you may be the one that needs the right to write the check. Yeah, yeah, but I'm just telling you, I can think of a million reasons why not to. But I can't. Get that picture. Of Keisha ministering to that little girl out of my head. I can't, I can't undo the conversation from years ago with Memphis at the orphanage. There's some things I can't get around. I can't get past Herbert being left in the Astrodome. There's some things I just can't get around. And it just keeps pulling on me. Come on, believe for them. Come on, believe for them. Come on, that's that holy sacrifice. If I devote myself to it, if I at least present myself there, if I at least aim for it, God forbid we don't aim for something that's out of our reach when we serve a God that nothing's impossible. Something's always stirring me on the inside. Trust me. Years will go by, and I'm like, man, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. And then there's something on the other side going, yeah, you do, yeah, you do, yeah, you do. Come on, does anybody else have that struggle? Come on, that's working out your salvation. That's getting in the process of trying to figure out. I don't know how to run a church. Come on, y'all, hear what I'm saying? 2003, God says, "Gather the scattered." I don't know how to go. Ga- what? The only scattered we went for, we roped them, drugged, choked them, tied them. Come on. All I know is Christians need to start swinging their sword. We've got his word that tells us that we serve a God that is supernatural. And we are supernatural sons and daughters. When his grace comes on us and the faith begins to move through us. Favor, favor. That's why Proverbs says, the favor of God is better than riches because favor opens more doors than money ever will. Favor opens more doors than, come on, and that favor, that faith is moving through our entire bodies, a divine nature. And it's always calling, and it's always pulling us, always, and God is always going, if you'll give me that, I'll give you this. If you'll just give me Come on, change your thinking on that. Come on, come on, allow grace. Y'all with me? Come on, y'all stand. Come on, think about it. What's God trying to swap you this morning? What's God trying to swap you this morning? Just take a moment. Just take a moment. You don't have to do it now. I would not make you make an emotional decision. Come on, are y'all hearing me? I don't want you to make some emotional decision. I want you to think about it, and I want you to say, God, this is what I need to change. This is what I think you're, you're, you're trying to swap me. Come on, Heather.
1: Sorry. Um, can y'all hear me? Okay. Um, the other day, I was kind of like listening to a show, not really watching it, but um, it was like kind of like a political show. Um, anyways somebody had committed a crime or something and then they had went to like the embassy or something i don't know and so they like sought refuge in the embassy and they were like so the government was like oh we're going to contact the ambassador and all that and so whenever david said the ambassador i was like oh it kind of like perked up like we're supposed to be ambassadors you know and so i was like oh wait it didn't make sense in it because i was like well he committed that crime like that didn't And I don't even remember what it really was, but I was like, it doesn't make sense because how is he seeking refuge in that? But like they couldn't, the one government couldn't touch him there. He was safe there. Hmm. And so I was like, okay, so as we're ambassadors for the kingdom.
0: Come on, that's good.
1: It might not make sense. Faith isn't going to make sense. And then I turned to Romans 8. The spirit Romans 8:15 The spirit you received does not make you slaves so that you live in fear again. Rather the spirit you received brought you your adoption to sonship. And we cry and by him we cry Abba Father. The spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are God's children. Now if we are children we are heirs heirs and Heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ, if indeed we share in his sufferings in order that we may also share in his glory. So it might not make sense. Whatever's being led on your heart, whatever it is, like your faith, like what David's saying, like if it scares you, then run with it. It might not make sense, but just like in that moment, like when I was watching that whatever show it was, um, it didn't make sense. I was like, well, why don't they just go get him? Like, yeah, that's... but he was safe there because that was his refuge. So as we're ambassadors of Christ, we're safe when we're in his word. We're safe whenever we're following his instructions and we're safe when we're advancing the kingdom. So even if your faith scares you, you're safe.
0: It's good because we all committed a crime against the kingdom of heaven. But when we take refuge in the embassy, Come on, man, that's good. Because we're sons and daughters. Because. And you may be an ambassador for somebody for them to come seek refuge in. Man. What are we swapping? Come on, what are we swapping? I want to swap a mindset of nothing's impossible. that the Creator God lives in me. that I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Listen, faith is strengthening our mortal bodies from glory to glory, from glory to glory. Father, we come to you this morning. We thank you for all that you are doing in our lives. Lord, I thank you we leave here this morning speaking to our mountains, speaking to our giants. And Father, I thank you right now, even when those giants come and those obstacles come, to find out if we are, I pray that there be a resounding yes. Yes, we are. Get thee behind me, Satan. Father, we give you the praise and glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Love y'all. See you Wednesday.